Hello and welcome to Forex Focus, UBP's FX podcast. I'm Peter Kinsella, Global Head of FX Strategy at UBP, and today I'm going to look at reserve currencies and ask whether the dollar's reserve status has been harmed by the recent sanctioning of the Russian Central Bank and the effective confiscation of the Russian Central Bank's FX reserves. Before we get into recent events, it's important to explain what a reserve currency is, what it does, and what are its main characteristics. It's not as simple as many people think, and it's worth spending some time on. The standard definition of reserve currency is one that is held in significant quantities by central banks and other monetary authorities as part of their foreign exchange reserves. A reserve currency can be used in international transactions, international investments, and all aspects of the global economy. One of the main reasons that central banks around the world hold FX reserves is to pay for imports in the event that a country loses access to traditional sources of funding. This process is known as import cover, and is one of the most important central bank functions. According to the IMF's latest statistics, around 60% of the world's allocated FX reserves are held in the dollar, though we note that this figure has fallen from around 70% around 15 years ago. About 20% of allocated FX reserves are held in the euro, and the remainder is held in sterling, the Australian dollar, the Canadian dollar, the Japanese yen, and the Chinese yuan. According to the Bank for International Settlements' latest triennial survey, around 85% of all FX transactions involve the dollar. So while the dollar share as a reserve currency has fallen slightly over the last 15 years, its use in transactions has not fallen to any significant extent. The dollar is still the world's hegemonic currency for trade and transaction purposes. Intuitively, this makes sense. Most of the world's commodities are priced in dollars, and exporters around the world benefit from using a single currency for accounting and invoicing purposes. Using multiple currencies for trade and invoicing simply increases costs and reduces efficiency. While central banks around the world maintain their reserves in the dollar and other currencies, it is important to note that they don't simply leave their reserves sitting in a current account. Instead, they try to get some returns on these savings, and they invest them in bonds to generate some interest income. This brings us to the second and arguably the most important aspect of reserve currency. It must have a deeply liquid capital market which can absorb large-scale investment. This is another strong point for the dollar. There is no other bond market in the world that matches the depth and liquidity of the US bond market. Put simply, there are no other viable alternatives to the dollar from a liquidity management perspective for central banks of the world. The hard factors mentioned above were also aided by several soft factors. Having stable institutions and a strong rule of law was a strong point for the dollar. And this was a critical difference with other large currency regimes, particularly those of emerging markets. Because the perceived threat of asset confiscation was low, this led to almost every political regime around the world maintaining the bulk of their reserves in the dollar, despite frequent political differences with the US. Which brings us back to the question of whether the sanctioning and confiscation of Russia's reserve holdings will be a turning point for the dollar's reserve status. Clearly, the Russian authorities never believed that the US would sanction their reserves, Otherwise, they would not have maintained the reserves in dollar-denominated assets. The Russian authorities obviously believed that the US would never take such a step because this would bring the dollar's reserve status into question. However, this Rubicon has been crossed and there is now no going back. In the short term, investors should not expect significant divestment from dollar-denominated holdings. 
basically because there are no viable alternatives to the dollar as a reserve currency. The Chinese authorities have tried for several years to increase international investor participation in their domestic bond market, with some success. However, to have a true reserve currency, it means that the Chinese would have to maintain an open, an open capital account, meaning that investors can invest and divest at will. This is not the case at present, because the Chinese authorities place limits on what can be sent abroad. Over time, the Chinese authorities will have to make a decision on whether to have a closed capital account or to have a true reserve currency status. They can't have both. Since the sanctions on the Russian central bank were implemented, the Russian authorities have tried to increase trade denominated in the ruble. But in truth, there's nothing new here. Several countries have tried to increase the usage of their respective currencies in international trade for years, with limited success. State-controlled companies in the commodity sector have tried to do this and will likely continue these efforts over the medium term. But private sector actors will likely maintain their current arrangements, simply because it is cheaper and easier for them to do so. Some analysts have argued that the international monetary order will now shift towards one based on commodities as a means of collateral. But this type of barter-based collateral system would be difficult to operate though it does at least highlight that some investors and institutions are thinking about alternatives to the dollar-based system. The point is that while they are thinking about them, there is little evidence to suggest a viable alternative is already in place. In any case, the monetary authorities in the likes of China and elsewhere, and particularly those countries which have political differences with the West, are probably focused on payment alternatives to the SWIFT system, because this is clearly where their greatest short-term vulnerability lies. Consequently, investors should not be surprised when alternatives to the SWIFT payment system are announced and implemented over the coming months and years. This suggests that there is no imminent threat to the dollar's reserve status at the moment, principally because investors do not have viable alternatives. Over the longer term, we think that the main risk to the dollar will not be an alternative payment network or even alternative currency blocks. Instead, the fundamental risk to the dollar's reserve status will be any economic policy that allows inflation become un to become unanchored in the states. And the omens in this regard look good. The US Federal Reserve and the Biden administration seem to be taking the threat of, of in inflation seriously, which means that the Fed has the political cover to do what is necessary to deal with the re recent inflation spike. So the bottom line really is that there's no real risk to the dollar's stance as the preeminent reserve uh, currency in the world at present. But watch this space. Thanks for listening.